and welcome back to another episode of the Skin Deep Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Lungeski, and we've been going around. We've been getting some of the uh, newer people to the department lately, and uh, we've been giving her some time. I know she's been here for a couple of months now. We wanted to catch her right when she got in, but we gave her some time to get settled, and I'm very excited to have on with me Dr. Sarah Lenowski. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Paul. Yeah, thank you for coming on the podcast. Uh, you do a very awesome specialty clinic that we want to get into later. You're the director of the psoriasis, psoriatic arthritis clinic. It's been a topic of, uh, you know, it's a very relatable. It's got to be one of the clinics where I think a lot of people listening may be affected by it. We'll get into that a little bit later, but just tell me a little bit about yourself and how you came uh, to be where you are today. Yeah, so thank you again for having me. Pleased to be here. I am Sarah Lenowski, and I am originally from Colorado, born and raised in Fort Collins, Colorado. I went to college in Denver, University of Denver, smaller school, and then I made my way out to California with the lofty hopes of attending medical school out there, which I was lucky enough to do. I went to UCLA for both medical school and then stayed on for residency um, in dermatology, obviously. (laughs) I was out in LA for a total of about nine years. I met my now husband there. We got married in my fourth year of medical school. And then he followed me out to Boston for one year for a fellowship. And that was at Brigham and Women's Hospital, Harvard Medical School. And that was a fellowship in dermatology, rheumatology. So sort of focusing on autoimmune skin diseases, connective tissue diseases of the skin, some of the um, common things we see like psoriasis, but also some of the much less common things that we see in dermatology. Mm-hmm. And then after fellowship, sort of did a broad sweep of potential academic positions and really got excited about the new department here, Dr. Weisong's leadership, um, some opportunities to to get involved in the specialty clinics in my areas of interest and grow those and serve an area that really is in need of dermatologists. So that's what brought me out here and um, so far so good. Had you ever been out here before? Did you ever have family out here? Yes, so I, like I mentioned, I'm from Colorado, but both of my parents are from a small town in Iowa that's just over an hour from Omaha. Um, My one living grandmother still lives in that small town and a lot of my extended families in this area. Oh, cool. Aunts, uncles, cousins, um, both in Lincoln in Omaha. Now, I got to ask, I'm going to guess, is is your husband Polish? I'm Polish. You're Polish. Okay. <laughs> I'm Polish. Yeah, this is my, I didn't change my last name, so okay. this is my maiden name. Um, and so my dad's side is very Polish, and technically our last name is pronounced Lenovsky, but we sort of oh. Americanized it. Someone before me Americanized it That's to Lenovsky. That's good. Yeah, so, I hear yeah. that. Uh, I wouldn't know what my Polish real Polish last name would be. I'm sure there's a in there somewhere. Yeah, extra syllables or Vs, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we we don't have a lot of Polish traditions that we live up to, but my grandparents did always serve pickled herring on New Year's Eve, Mm -hmm. and I Mm -hmm. never liked it, but I was told that was a very Polish thing. Yeah, I, you know... I never really liked Polish food either. I'm, I, I feel like Polish people just love other people's food, and Italian is like my favorite. So, yeah. Italian's it. probably always going to be a better bet than Polish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think every Polish person would agree. Oh, that's great. So, I didn't have this written down, but um, you said that your now husband followed you out there. I'm sure a lot of people wonder how does that work. I guess Is, was that stressful for you guys when it was you know where you're supposed to go after residency and how that works out. Yeah, that's a that's a really good question and something that I think 
you know, people that listen to this podcast, if they're interested in medicine or are in medicine, can certainly relate to or have thought about. My husband is a pharmacist by training. He's a PharmD, but about three or four years ago, decided to sort of do his own thing and start his own business. When he was in clinical pharmacy, he worked at USC, University of Southern California, but it was sort of a blessing he decided to do the entrepreneurial thing because he works from home and is able to work remotely. Yeah. Um, he does travel for work a decent amount, so um, that is always a, a piece that we sort of have to figure out with the double career situation, but when I looked at fellowship opportunities, he was basically, you know, as long as we're within an hour of a decent airport, it's no problem for yeah. me. So I was able to sort of look broadly and it wasn't too hard for him to to move. I think the harder part for him was moving weather, <laughs> having been born <laughs> yeah. and raised in Southern California. Um, and so he, he survived Boston just fine. So I figured he'd do okay in Omaha as well. But definitely been very lucky that I have a spouse that... Um, could move with me multiple times to multiple different states and not have to start a new job search every time. And yeah. we sort of have had a level of security there. So that's been really, really lucky. Yeah, that's great. So you obviously uh, went into dermatology. Is there a story or something that you can say that you know got you interested in dermatology and especially like your specialties of, of why you wanted to go that route? I had a little bit of a meandering path to dermatology. I, When I decided to go to medical school, it certainly didn't have an end game in mind. I was sort of open to anything. I quickly realized that probably surgery wasn't the path for me. Um, but everything internal medicine and medicine related I was interested in. My initial path was sort of probably more toward rheumatology, which now I've sort of in this overlap space where I like the diseases that that are rheumatologic and dermatologic. Um, but I ended up doing some rotations with physicians in, in rheumatology and the dermatologist at UCLA who also had the room derm interest. And okay. he ended up being just a phenomenal person who really took me under his wing and sort of showed me his interests and how his clinics worked and his mix of sort of inpatients and outpatients and teaching and and basically I think it was because of him that I decided to apply to dermatology because he encouraged me to do so and um, he was just a real role model for me so um, I, I credit my decision to go into dermatology largely to him and um, it's been cool because I've been able to now sort of meld the two interests which is the rheumatology and dermatology interest and and I, lo I love derm because it's a it's such a like a vibrant practice it's just a mix of things I said surgery wasn't for me but I do like doing procedures and mm -hmm. in a in a day in dermatology you get to do procedures you get to do more medical visits it's a fast pace you get to see people of all ages and ages genders backgrounds and that sort of thing so um I think that ability to have such a dynamic type of practice was really what drew me to dermatology once I was exposed to it. Yeah. And I know you talked a little bit about, uh, you know, wanting to come out here with uh, the leadership of Dr. Wysong. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about, you know, what clicked with you? What made you think that UNMC dermatology was the place for you? Yeah. So I knew Dr. Wysong at least a little bit living in Los Angeles. I rotated at USC when she was there. Um, doing Mohs surgery as a medical student. And at the time, I 
didn't think I was headed toward Mo's surgery, but I was very impressed by her just as a person um, and as a surgeon. And so I've always known that she was a uh, an awesome woman, female physician <laughs> leader. Um, so when I heard she had moved, come to start the department here, I was always interested in that and sort of fascinated by that move. Um, so then when I started the job search, I looked a little bit more into the department here. At that point, it had been about three and a half, four years since it had been started by her. And, um, you know, of course, she was very kind and generous and reached out to me and seemed very intrigued by my interest. And what I think made me um, really drew me to make the decision to come here versus anywhere else was the ability to craft my own position to really do what I wanted to do within dermatology, which was very unique. Um, and I felt not only that I could do that, but that I was supported and encouraged to do so. And that was from Dr. Weisung, but also from everyone else that I met within the department. And um, I also just got the sense that people here had the right priorities and had really worked as a team. And it was a very positive, vibrant academic environment. And that was what I was looking for. And so it was, at the end of the day, I, I knew Dr. Dr. Weisung was going to be a great leader, but I just had like the feeling that this was going to be a good place to work and a good place to bring my family. Yeah. And that's a great transition into now that, you know, I gave you some time before you, I got you on the podcast so that you could get a feel of, you know, what your clinic's like here and, and the people here. And we wanted to talk more about like the culture of, of what it's been like for you working here and how is it uh, working with your colleagues and your, the clinic staff? How has that been going? It's been going very well, um, I think. Anyway, <laughs> as far as I can tell, from my on perspective, your side. <laughs> yeah, I'm from sure my perspective, it's, great it's from going them well. I think the everyone says, and I think it's true that the the learning curve and that step from training to being an attending doctor, um, whether that's coming directly from residency or, in my case, coming from fellowship, is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, transition that you make because. Even though you you know medicine, you've been doing it for many years. All of a sudden, like you don't have someone right behind you saying whether that's good or whether that's that safety bad. net is gone. Yeah, yeah, the safety net's pulled out, and so I of course was very nervous um, just because of that. Would have been nervous anywhere, but I felt very supported here. Uh, the they've set up a great clinical system where I have a nurse. Um, that works with me almost every day. Um, medical scribes who are fabulous and work with me almost every day. My same team follows me around to my different clinics. We know each other. We know how we work. Um, I'm able to ask for help on on anything, and I do. And I so I haven't felt um, I haven't felt like I didn't have any safety net. I've sort of felt like I have a whole a whole crew. And I um, I share an office here with Dr. Arthur, who also has an interest in room derm and sort of more complex medical derm and she's been a fabulous um, person to share an office with because she has just a few more years under her belt and is so kind and so happy to talk through complicated cases and make me feel like I don't have to make decisions in a vacuum and so I think that's helped the transition as well. Um, So, so far so good. I've been really impressed, excited, almost freaked out by how quickly um, (laughs) the specialty clinics have filled up with, you know, patients needing that sort of specialty care. So in psoriasis clinic, obviously that's patients with psoriasis, but Mm -hmm. 
a lot of patients coming from from far away, patients with really more severe skin psoriasis, more difficult to treat. They've been on a lot of medicines that haven't worked. Patients that are being sent over from rheumatology who also have joint disease and sort of trying to figure out the best treatments to treat both and combinations that may or may not work. So that's been cool. And then in my connective tissue disease clinic, it's been a great add-on to the multidisciplinary room derm clinic that we already have here to sort of filter in all those patients with predominant skin manifestations that need long-term care. And same thing, just tons of referrals coming in already. And so it's certainly been um, a quick ramp up, which I'm grateful for and also um, excited about. I thought it would take longer than it has yeah. to fill up those clinics. Yeah, that is from doing the podcast. That's uh, that's something I hear all around from mm, everybody who comes really? on, that everybody's full. I know we're growing really fast. It's a good thing in a in a bad thing. I guess, I guess it's a bad thing that it took us this long to to get dermatologic care to all these patients. But such a great thing that we're doing it now, and and these patients are are noticing and, and coming from yeah, like you said, hours away. And and our hopes, I know, of talking with Dr. Weisong is to keep growing and keep extending that care out to those more rural areas, which Nebraska has. So we just were gushing about you. We had an all staff meeting uh, because uh, the patients already love you. You know, we, they're already <laughs> I hope coming so. in. <laughs> So I like them. So it's mutual. Yeah. Now we'll get into, you know, the future. So before you know, it, it's going to be a year that you've been here. And then uh, how do you feel like uh, your future? Uh, anything you'd like to see change or, or what do you see for you in the future here in your clinic? Yeah, great question, because there's a couple uh, exciting things that we have in the works. Number one is starting in the summer, we're going to expand that multidisciplinary room derm clinic that I mentioned, which I know has been discussed, I think, on prior episodes, but where we have both a rheumatologist and a dermatologist seeing the patient together in the clinic, which is just so useful Mm -hmm. for these more rare diseases that we see. So right now that's just twice a month. So we're going to expand that out to four times per month. Half of those will be staffed by Dr. Arthur, who I mentioned, and half of those will be staffed by me and then our rheumatologist, Dr. Med who's wonderful, will be there with us as well. So we're going to sort of double our volume on that, which will help patient access um, tremendously and and be able to bring in more patients who um, currently aren't in the clinic. So that'll be great. Um, And then on the psoriasis side of things, starting in the summer as well, we're going to start a once a month multidisciplinary clinic, again with rheumatology, but with a different rheumatologist, Dr. Loiters, who's just finishing his fellowship and has an interest in psoriatic arthritis. So again, the goal of that clinic will be to filter in the more complex patients who have both psoriatic arthritis of the joints, but also psoriasis of the skin, and have them see both of us at the same time when needed to do that joint exam, do the skin exam at the same time, and make decisions in real time in terms of therapy, which can be wonderful for patients, especially because both dermatology and rheumatology here, um, like you said, are full and busy and can be hard to get into. And so patients are just, it's wonderful for them to see both of us at the same time. So we're going to be having both of those rolling out in the summer and we'll see how they go. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be great. Wow, that's exciting. Very busy stuff going on. And I don't want to forget to mention this, too. Like you said, that uh, you had someone who really made an impression on you and your path. And just talk a little bit here in closing. What's it like now turning around and and working with residents and and how it is to uh, hopefully imbue a little bit of knowledge on them as they go on their own path? It's cool. It's also an interesting transition. Um, I love learning. I love being taught. That's 
I think one of the reasons I'm drawn to staying in an academic environment. So um, it's an interesting and, and great transition to also be the one doing the teaching. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think the residents can tell that I'm still pretty nerdy. Like I've snuck in on a couple of their lectures <laughs> when I, if it, they happen to go during my admin time for see what I can still learn from the other faculty here, or if we have a guest lecture, but, um, but it's been wonderful. I, I think you start to realize quickly that you have more to offer than you knew you did um, just based on your experience. And that I'm sure that will obviously continue to, to grow with time. So that's, really cool but also a responsibility you know to to take seriously um in addition to just teaching residents um it's been really cool to see um or to start to take on a mentorship role for younger trainees whether that's medical students whether that's undergraduates doing a day-long rotation to see if they're interested in medicine and even a lot of our staff here you know like the cnas the mas who are maybe planning to go to nursing school or planning to go to pa school or medical school or just thinking about like any career opportunity in medicine or in the medical field it's um it's been really fulfilling to have a few of them say to me like oh i've i really enjoyed working with you in clinic you taught me a lot i've never had a doctor mention these things to me or or really like think i was interested but i am interested mm-hmm. um and just including people in like sort of team building events and things like that has been really really rewarding it's cool to f- be on the other side and and remember that like every stage of training every position that you're in um you can make an impact on other people but you just you have to pay attention to people listen to their interests engage um and remember that everybody's part of the team and so i've enjoyed getting to know everybody and um hopefully if they have an interest in medicine or if they have a specific interest in dermatology hopefully fostering that and guiding in any way that I, you know, can. Yeah. Wow. That's such wise words. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know about wise, but it has, it was sort of an epiphany when I was like, you know, everybody here is here to learn. And actually that's a credit to Dr. Weisong and the leadership here too, because I think, you know, we've really focused on hiring people that of course that want and need a job, but people that are truly interested in dermatology on some level, whether it's the scheduling and logistics, whether it's the admin, whether it's the clinical or all of the above, I, I feel like everybody here wants to learn and is, is interested in patients. And so it's easy to want to engage with them and, yeah. and try to mentor and teach and stuff like that because everybody really seems to care. Yeah. That seems like we, the, the, everybody here has really strong values. And like you said, minds in the right place kind of thing yeah. so we're so happy for you dr lanowski everybody loves you here we wish you all the success and uh, i'm glad to see you guys have already got so many things in the pipeline you'll you'll never be bored here at unmc dermatology there's always stuff going on growth happening everywhere i believe that and i'm sure we're going to have you on soon again too for the uh, skin deep podcast I, I really appreciate you coming on if you have a question if you're listening now and you want to uh, get a question to anybody any of the faculty i talk with them all the time so you can always email Email us a question at UNMC Dermatology at UNMC.edu. Just, just put in Skin Deep Podcast in the subject. Uh, you can also find us at anchor.fm slash Skin Deep Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Linguski. And again, thank you, Dr. Lenowski. Thank you. This was fun. 